Welcome to Till Death Do's Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping for you season 16, episode 6. You dropped a bomb on me. You dropped a bomb on me. And we have many bombs. Bombs? To deactivate backbreakers <laughs> but first a couple housekeeping things this is your reminder if you haven't already to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use um subscription versus just like searching us every week actually really goes a long way in making us easier to find for other people if you're already on it and you haven't yet taken the time to leave us a review, particularly a written review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing because that helps us for the same reason subscribing does. And then go find us on the internet. We are at Till Death to Us Recap on TikTok and Instagram. And we do a lot of chatting midweek, like mid between episode to episode on there. And um, it's fun. So find us, add us and talk to us. And finally, in the show notes, you'll find our buy me a coffee link. That is a place you can go if you are enjoying the pod on a regular basis. Go and make a contribution to the pod. It means a lot to us. We heard from some of you this last week and just thank you. Thank you to everyone who has done that. It goes a long way and it means a lot. Okay. All of that said, Let's jump in. We are still honeymooning. Everyone does something with their partner this it, week, but then it was like very heavy on the group hang of it all. We are laboriously moving through honeymoons. Yeah. The, the, yeah, <laughs> it I doesn't realized seem like outfit, people are having that much fun right now. Yeah. I mean, the group stuff, I feel like ultimately, I don't know, like amplified all of that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's, we gotta just, we gotta do it. I'm almost like worried. I'm worried we're gonna spend 45 minutes talking about this couple, so we need to be careful. But let's start talking about Clint and Gina. I am, I guess I'll say a couple things. I'm not super impressed with Gina in any way. Like, I think that they both have major flaws that, are barriers to this working. But I also think that like the bigger asshole this week is Clint. And there's literally no way around that. And if you don't agree with that, I don't know what to say. I agree with you. Obviously we've been teased with this whole conversation about bodies since episode one of this show. Oh, which reminds me, I need to mention something else, but you go first. Okay. We've been teased with this from the beginning. We knew it was coming. We didn't know how the circumstances of the context around it. Um, I got to say, I was prior to devolving into group time mm -hmm. and guys, girls, separate time. Mm -hmm. I was more on board with what Clint was trying to do at the beginning of this episode. And then he lost me. He lost the plot. What? Just when they were in the pool together and she was talking too long about her job? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually felt like he was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt or trying to get to know her. And mm -hmm. all she wanted to do was talk about her salon. Yeah. Now, none of that obviously holds a candle to his tomfoolery. Sure. No, that wasn't cute. Before we get into things happening in this episode, one more thing. I know a lot of you were bummed because you had seen 
the juicy um, midweek promo that we did not see before we recorded our last recap. And then we record our last recap, we publish it, and literally within hours, I was like, Tim, did you see this? And then I posted about it and multiple people reached out. We're like, ah, we thought you were going to talk about it in the show. So bottom line, and then for those of you that missed it, because that's we're not usually watching cable. So a lot of times we miss like the promos that everybody else sees. But there was a teaser promo that Maf's Lifetime put out. And I can't, the only thing that I can think of is they're trying to get ahead of these like spoiler accounts, which also to say, we love Maf's fan, but whenever they're going into spoiler territory, which they always like give a heads up, we do bounce. We're really trying our best to avoid spoilers because they just change everything. And we want to be like responding to all of this in mm-hmm. real time, week to week. So I know from a friend, like I think there was another big math spoiler that came out this last week that I don't know. But this was put out by Lifetime. And it is a very quick clip of Gina and Dominique kissing. In front of in the group. In front of the group. You see Eris going, oh, and I think you see Jasmine. And so obviously that like adds this whole other thing into the mix where like now, of course, all of us are going to be looking for what leads. How do we get from A to Z? Uh, And me and Tim have been talking about it a lot. And I do think we've sort of landed on like the truth is it's probably post season, right? Like reunion, like where are they now? Perhaps yes. yes. Yeah. I, I have to think it's that strictly because in the United States version of the show, in which we are watching and recapping mm-hmm. currently, right. this has never happened before. Yeah, and if it happens during the regular season, then I don't know why we're not putting this in any in any you would think it would be more teaser or any teasers in case in point case in point um colton season of the bachelor Mm -hmm. there was this big dramatic fence jump (laughs) and it turned it out because because they milked every single utter of that clip for four months yeah it was teasing it every single week every single week every single week and it ended up being one of the last episodes and it wasn't as big of a deal as it was but if I'm in TV, I'm thinking I'm throwing this in the this season on Married at First Sight after the weddings and yeah. that normal like three minute thing to build like so that, you know, we're doing some de- deducing here. But I right. think that this takes place. I mean, we both think that this takes place in something that they recently Post. filmed. Right. That will be out at the end of the season, which, which makes is sense. Still super weird to think about. And like. It would be silly if we didn't. I mean, we'll be thinking about that all season regardless because you're going to be looking for like, oh, like what's their friendship? How does it develop that leads to that? But it's just, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're trying to make us think this is going to happen every week and it's very most likely not going to. So, okay, they're in the pool and yeah. Well, first of all, sign me up for this floating breakfast. 
Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah. I didn't even notice. They're in the pool and they have this floating tray. Oh, that's a dream. Of breakfast. I haven't seen that before. So Love I'm, that. I'm here for that. So yeah, they're kind of like digging deeper. Clint's like, what is this going to be like? You know, what are you looking forward to when we get be- settled back in Nashville? And Gina doesn't paint a very lovely... Hopeful picture. Picasso painting <laughs> of what this is going to look like. Right. And it's just, it's weird. It's like she's not grasping. He's trying to get a bigger picture of like day-to-day life. And she just doesn't, she doesn't have any built-in cues that are telling her like, okay, you've been talking about that for a long time. And I do think that like, no one ever cares about your job as much as you do, unless you're literally like a fucking astronaut. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> and so like everyone's job means way more to them than anybody else, because that's your life contact day to day, 40 hours a week or a hundred hours a week if you're Gina. But I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind and like temper when you're talking workshop with people that aren't in your field. It's like, Yo, but then I do, my only thing that I keep coming back to is that she's at such a crucial moment in her business life, like we've talked about, that I do understand for her in this exact moment, it is everything. It's, it represents so much more. It's not just a nine to five job. It's her baby. It's a business. She's up leveling right now. She's literally having to do construction shit. Like, at, like it's a big, big thing. And I, I, so that's where I sympathize. And that's where I actually appreciated what Max said way later when he threw that in there. He's like, honestly, as someone who's had a couple of businesses, cannabis, I understand that it takes over your life when you start, because it's like, you're putting everything on the line to make this thing happen. But she doesn't realize that it does start to feel obnoxious. And then she does end up like she's rambling at one point. And she's like, yeah. And so that's why, like, honestly, like, I never have time to, I I mean, I always say, like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for dating, basically. And I'm sitting there like, why are you here then, Gina? Like, once again, why are you here? If that is how, it, it almost makes you think she came on because she thought she was, like, she was sort of in a place where she's like, I think I'm supposed to care about this at this point in my life, but you don't seem to. Yeah. And you don't, your life doesn't seem like it has room. It, it doesn't. And, you know, furthermore, she should have taken, I, I get, like, I agree with everything that you just said. Also, she should have taken a cue from Clint because Clint was like, well, I'm looking forward to sailing together. I want to sail. I want to go out on the weekends and mm-hmm. do this. You can talk about your job, but as the partner receiving this information, you want to hear things such as that you're capable of having fun. Right. And that like throw in a farmer's market on a Saturday or a happy hour or something that's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. There are activities that we can do together. She's incapable of like going because it's so all consuming for her. And you know what? Her whole social life is there too, I bet. Yeah, it is. From the way that she talked about that job at the end. Yeah, like her employees are her girlfriends. You know how salons work. Like everybody's friends. And 
I don't really know how salons work, but I have an idea. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's how they work. (laughs) Usually. So I don't know. I just, bottom line, she wasn't like taking any hints. And it's hard because I also don't love Clint. And I feel like it's been established at this point that they both are struggling to be that into each other. But I do feel like when they're one-on-one, except when he's being a sassy bitch, like when he's feeling put in a corner, I do feel like he's making more of an effort to just have that more togetherness language Mm -hmm. and like stay really positive and be very like, you know, I'm like, I'm looking for like, sometimes it feels fake to me because I'm like, where are you right now? But I think that that is his trying when he's like, you know, we can get through this and there's so much to come and we got like, we're going to do some fun stuff. Like, I don't know. And she's just always kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So then we have the group hang, which this semi closes the door on being pro Clint for the rest of this podcast. Let's just, (laughs) yeah. So they first meet up for like drinks, like close to the beach and Clint is just annoying. And what I what I'm learning between watching him in the group and then watching him in the boys hang, he thinks that he is the shit, the be all. He kind of fancies himself like a motivational speaker of sorts. And it's rough. So oh, I hate all of it. So it's weird to me because like, you know, we're do- first off, this group is awkward together at first. I have to just say, like, I feel like it took a while for everybody to warm up and mm-hmm. like there to be any ease or natural like volleying happening here. But, you know, we start with like, so how's everyone's relationships? And Clint starts by being like, you know, they've been smooth sailing, going with the flow. And she's like, you know, yeah, we're just kind of going with the flow, cool, calm, collected. I was like, literally, that means nothing. What does that mean, <laughs> Gina? Then Clint says to Eris, really outs him here. I mean, he had to be so pissed inside. Have you blown Jasmine's back out yet? Let me interject. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm hanging out in the wrong places. Well, maybe I'm hanging out in the the right places. (laughs) I have never heard this term before. I hate it Is this something that... It's so violent. It's so... I don't want my back blown out. It is... From anything. Actually, just disgusting. I hate it with everything inside of me. Yeah, because there's an implication there that you're being so rough that you would break her back. I don't... I just... I Whoever came up... I just... Came up like with this it. phrase needs to be canceled. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> so Clint says that. And then quickly to follow up so that he doesn't look as bad. There's a historical reference here. Mm. Arius is probably like, F yourself, dude. Then, of course, we get a flashback to the bachelor party where Eris is doing his thing and talking a big talk about how he will be blowing his wife's back out pretty soon here. And then Clint adds on, she's going to need an orthopedic surgeon. That is psychotic. I'm sorry. I don't want to get too serious about this. I know some people are like, this locker room talk. Can we like actually take 10 seconds and that's all we need to deconstruct everything behind that? Like, LOL, you'll break her back with how hardcore you're going to be. 
and hopefully like she'll need a surgeon. That's disturbing. No, it's it's fucked up in it's so many ways. I hate it. And I hate I it. Just, it needs to go away. Yeah. So that was that. So Clint, like his contributions, like he does a better job of like putting on his like, I'm a successful businessman face than like Eris does. But I'm just convinced that deep down inside him and Eris are actually the same. You're kind of a dog, dude. And ew. Gina does eventually like jump in later and share more about their relationship. Um, I think it might've been after Kirsten said what she said about her and Shaquille. She was like, I've been in a relationship before where like the attraction wasn't immediate. And like we grew in that and I'm, I'm holding out because, you know, even though we've both, admitted did she say like we're both not attracted to each other i don't know it's literally all blurring for me but it was something pretty frank like we're both you know agreeing that like the chemistry isn't quite here but i want to hold out because i don't think there's necessarily a secret sauce to it it's just time and she tells us they've actually kissed quite a bit which was a surprise we really haven't seen much of that yeah enter clint athletic slender mold and Yeah, so he's kind of, like, tacking on to her, and then he's like, yeah, I mean, I've said blah, 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 and, you know, typically I go for someone more athletic with a slender build, Um, and that's just the mold that I, I'm just, like, the mold. There's something that just, I don't think any woman is down with that With a mold, yeah. Being referred to as a fucking mold. Yes. Um... Just gross. You can feel that everyone is like frozen. And then he throws in at the end, you know, and she told me she doesn't like redheads. So here we are. And I just think it's fascinating that uh, he thinks that he's not transparent, that he does fire shots as a direct result of what he perceives as shots fired before. But he does it all with his like, you know, business suave voice like i'm totally fine i mean this is normal it's just it is what it is you know he had me kind of convinced for a while i mean obviously i knew that we weren't fully over the redhead comment Mm -hmm. but he had me kind of convinced for the first right like 20 minutes of this episode Uh that he had moved on past it it was kind of weird and then obviously where we end up is he's very much not it's so yeah. obvious he's like well, what about oh we're gonna get me? there we're gonna get there um okay so then we have so like that's awkward you can tell like the ladies are not down everyone's pissed and like uncomfortable the best insight here is provided by dom in her i think she says it in her like confessional where they cut to mm-hmm. and she's like read the room and that's exactly yeah what should have happened in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Gina makes it clear, like they go on their horseback riding excursion, but like at this point, she's like definitely uh, pulling back, like in an extra way, you know, she's like, I feel Mm -hmm. slapped in the face. You have Clint when they're all getting saddled up. None of us have ridden anything so far. So at least we're getting some kind of ride. Are you kidding me? The way that and we're the d- girls, I love how everyone got vocal. Can we stop with that? Yeah, yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, 
It's not, it's, it's so ridiculous. And just, I don't know this, He's so the gross. way that this is talked about is just like gross and animalistic. And I don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't like ugh. it. And it's just, it's not funny. No. It's less funny than Mac. Yeah. Yeah. As definitely. a human being, in my opinion. Definitely. And that's not very funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> so then after this, you know, we've got the girls hanging, the guys hang. And, you know, Gina just makes it clear, like, I'm just trying to get through my next damn conversation while you guys are all worried about when you're going to have sex. The girls do bring up the comments and they're like, how are you doing? Nicole's like, I would have stabbed him in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) They all felt offended. They all felt like it was pointed. And yeah, I just I loved what Nicole said, where she was just basically barfing on camera. Um, okay. And she then does make a point. She's like, and you know, he does, which this is also true. Like, she's like, he has no idea how in shape I am and how much I work out. Like I work out a lot and I have a tiny, she's like, I have a 26 inch waist and da, 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 da. And I woke up fuming about it. Like, how dare you make me feel like I'm a fat ass. Um, I hate that she even had to get into that zone. And mm-hmm. that is a pure, like, that is a lesson for all. Like, when you think that it's your business to make comments about people's body types, everyone is listening. And the women are listening double. Mm-hmm. And, like, just know, even if it's not about you, they are downloading it as information. Our psyches have been so messed up from this. Because we all grow up in it. And it's just like, this is just such a good example of how like one thing that he is just swearing up and down, really, even in the after party, you know, he gives a little remorse to the end, but he pretty much commits to his belief that these are just facts that he was just stating. And it's like, bro, it's none of your, like, and I'm not saying you can't know inside that like there's body types you're more drawn to. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. But when you start making verbal commentary, you are like everybody walking around is already conscious enough. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Like exactly. we don't need your the anyway. So and then I just have to say, like, I think I've said on here, I go and I check the Reddit threads and the Facebook groups every so often. And I have to say the Facebook groups are the most disturbing place, which is interesting because I want to say it's probably the oldest age group. No shade. Like, I know there's probably plenty of nice people of you on there, but damn, people are mean as shit. And I saw a long thread of adult people literally debating about how Gina said she had a 26 inch waist and the audacity of her because she so clearly doesn't have a 26 inch waist and then multiple people jumping in lol the fact that i i just couldn't believe what i was looking at i was like get a life sick get a life right like why is that your business and why does that like why is that worth you typing with your fingers person people so that I get scared to like post anything in there most of the time because people up on there are like nuts. And I could not believe that of all the things we could be talking about from this episode, real life adults were arguing about how small or not small Gina's fucking waist is. And that is not the first thing I have. I have seen lots of mean stuff in there about 
the looks of this cast and like the women in particular, their body types and like, oh, I just can't believe. Okay. Rant over. So then we're in the guys hang and Clint, I mean, Clint's annoying. And this is where you start to realize that like the rest of the cast is already starting to make some conclusions about him. Yeah. You know, cause he's basically every time one of the guys opens up, he thinks that it's his job to jump in and start preaching. And he says stuff really black and white. So like he actually set people up to have to defend themselves like multiple times. Like Chris was saying, you know, Nicole's from New York and Clint just goes off about New York women and how, you know, Nicole is going to stomp all over you. If you don't, I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, she's going to stomp. You got to hold your ground, hold your, and Chris is like, um, yeah, well, like I said, I actually think we balance each other really well. Um, and that's where, <laughs> and then he actually does something similar to Mac. Yeah. Um, before they even get into what's personal to Clint, like Mac talks about the sense of humor stuff and how it's making him think more about like, oh yeah, this woman doesn't really know me. So why would she have context to understand all of my bad jokes? And Clint, oh, just, oh no, dude, you got to be a hundred percent yourself. Like, you be careful with that. And then you get, like, Chris in a side interview being like, yeah, we all know that Clint is Clint. And he just says stuff to, like, be in the center of attention. exactly, Or, like, for shock value. And you just kind of let him go. Yeah, exactly. Clint, I'm sorry. A 39-year-old man who is making... 40. For a 40-year-old man who is making disparaging comments, indirectly making disparaging comments about a woman's body in front of a group. You are not the relationship expert. No. You are a tool. <laughs> so Mac does end up in the guy's hang bringing up the thick comment. Yes. And he brings it up like, yeah, well, I think like that probably really like hurt her feelings. I know like, we all thought like he kind of, you know, kind of makes a comment about well, how attractive Gina is. Yeah. Then he goes, well, so Clint goes, no, 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 no. I mean, no, that wasn't. No. First off, completely dismisses the possibility that he could have hurt her feelings with that. And then he's like, no, it's my big issue. It's the salon. Everything comes back to the salon. It's really the issue is the salon. That made zero no sense. sense. And no then Max sense. like, OK, well. I just, I have to say, I mean, I think Gina's gorgeous. I think she's hot. And like, I don't see what you don't see. Couple and then swap it gets potential. so awkward. Yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, I thought that she deserved to have someone say that. So I was like, fine. But hopefully it doesn't mean anything more. Yeah. It was like, you know, huh, interesting. Because you're always wondering. Yeah. Like, you hope no one's wishing there was someone else because we've seen enough of that on all the other shows. Do you have anything else on the guys? No, I mean, I'll probably get into some other stuff when we talk about other couples. Okay. So they're son, like now they're on the swings. They're one on one. He can't stop gushing about how positive he is, how great they are. They're growing every day. You and have zero self-awareness, Literally dude. so out of touch. And she does end up bringing up the body comments. And one of the first things he says, which to me proves everything. It really does. Right. But actually, your comment preluded what I said. 
Yeah. Which I'm like, dude, here you are on out of one side of your mouth. Okay. I let me not rant first because there's still more. So then she was like, I've told you, like, I didn't know that ginger was a like or she's like, my ex was a ginger. And he's like, do you think ginger is a good term? <laughs> Do you think that that's not offensive? And then she's like, it really wasn't my intent like to offend you. I didn't know that was bad. I specialize in red hair. I spe- you specialize in red hair. I specialize in red mean? hair. And she's like, and I know exactly what it means because I'm I'm an unnatural redhead and have been for I don't know fifteen years or something, and I know like red is like the hardest to keep red. It fades the fastest. It's like it's a difficult hair color to upkeep. And I just and my mom was a hairstylist, so I just thought it was so funny that like she's so ingrained in her like salon speak, yeah, that she thinks that this like. <laughs> well, what got me? So obviously, I specialize in redheads is probably the funniest comment so far on the season. Uh, right. It's He's it's like, leader. But in the- you don't like them. <laughs> Secondly, I got a kick out of this after saying that she goes. They call themselves that. And I'm like, that's a slippery slope to go down, Gina. That's a slippery slope. Oh, it's okay. I can say it because they say it to each other. Right. They call themselves that. I'm like, eh, that doesn't apply across the board. (laughs) Definitely doesn't. I have to say I'm also dead, though. Like, at Ginger being like, like, can we stop talking about it like it's a racial epitaph. Yes. Because it's fucking not y'all. And like him looking Keisha Knight Pulliam in the face and like actually giving an explanation about like the oppression of gingers <laughs> was literally so hard for me to witness. And I felt like she was trying not to laugh because of the way that, look, am I so stupid to not understand that sometimes depending on the tone and the context, Sure, I'm sure people say it insultingly, but there's also plenty of times you can just say ginge and it's not offensive. And to act like, you know. I get it. Here's my, here's my take on all of it. Cause I'm really trying to figure out, I wanna be, I wanna honor the redhead community and <laughs> honor if people feel offended by this term. It's about the way that it gets talked about. Right. Okay. When, it's it's same thing with like blonde. Okay. You know how blonde is a thing for yes, females yes, where yes, people yes. make fun of. Okay. If you're doing it in a disparaging way, such right. as that's so blonde of you, you're like that word has more connotation of sure. negativity. Yeah. Right. With the way it, it can, right. it, you know, connotes images of bimboness, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Right. Okay. Strictly saying, you know, labeling someone, oh, she, he's a ginger or whatever. I didn't know that, that was something offensive. When Gina last week takes it to, I think the next step right. is when you say, oh, I don't vibe with gingers. Right. Then it's like, okay, well now you're attributing a negative quality Which was like, to and that. then what came after that was vibe with gingers. What she really means is I'm, I don't want to have sex with gingers. Yeah. And, and so, so there's yeah. levels to this thing. And so she keeps kind of going back and forth right. on the she's level that she's saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, or even if she, to her, she's saying it normally now. 
slash like I think she to her it's normal, but she doesn't realize how loaded it is every time she says it. Now that she has said, I am not attracted to gingers. So now ginger has all of this negativity attached to it. I don't like, I'm not going to act like I, like, I I acknowledge that. I, I don't want to like gaslight Clint, but I just think it's also funny to watch a man who's like obsessed, who thinks he is like literally the hottest shit and like always acts like everything's great and everything's okay to watch him lose his cool and start having a tantrum about gingerness, it made me laugh. Like it just, it was hard to not laugh at it. Yes. And I, and I, and on the ginger. And, and <laughs> I just think like there are forward. levels and stages of oppression in this world. And I don't know if I'd put that one right. no. as high as some other ones yeah. on the and list. And that's what so. I think he's trying to overly pivot this into something like that. And I'm just like, come on, bro. So this devolves. It devolves, but then, but we also like, she's still bring like she's like no let's come back to the body stuff because that's what this was about yeah and she brings up like the women were everyone was offended the women brought it up today and he just keeps foot and mouthing he literally every time he tries to defend himself he's reiterating that he thinks that she's not slender and he will not accept that that is what he's saying so it's honestly actually much more similar now that we're talking about it this way then I realized because he's I was just trying to say that I typically gravitate toward what I typically gravitate towards. It's no fault on you. It's just like it's all I typically gravi- gravitate to skinny girls. And, and and it's not your fault that you're not skinny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That is the human interpretation in real time of that. And she's like, OK, well, if you don't see anything wrong with what you said. And he's like, well, that's how you're positioning it. And I'm like, okay, he's being arrogant as hell here. And she ends up being like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, then we're not hanging out the rest of this honeymoon. And she's like, I'm done. And then he starts yelling after her. You should be done. He cannot stop ranting the entire walk she does across the sand, which bless her, her feet were probably burning. And that's probably really shitty to know that like every step you're making with your ass to camera is being followed. And he can't stop yelling and he calls her, I mean, she's just being totally cantankerous. Cantankerous. <laughs> Let me just interject here with a couple things. Okay. Um, watching Clint get in, get so worked up and upset um, on the beach wearing a cutoff that just says Jamaica on it was mildly funny. Or it was, oh, for it was sure. hilarious to me. It was just watching him in a fight with a cutoff, a Jamaican merch cutoff, just cracked me up. <laughs> I know. Secondly, Clint does the thing of one one of my top fighting pet peeves, hmm. which is, oh, yeah, walk away. Yeah, you go. You go right. do that. Right. You, oh, man. It's very it's, goading. It makes my blood it's like you're taunting. boil when yeah. I hear that shit. Yeah, so, uh, okay, we need to finish talking about them. But Clint was on After Party, which was interesting. I mean, he was a douche from the top. I kind of live adventure. So he's saying why, what he thinks the biggest difference between them is their um, adventurousness levels. And Keisha goes, no, hold on a minute. Like, 
I watched her go on that crazy day trek with you to the waterfall. And like, she kept her wits about her. Like she was total. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I just kind of live adventure. Like I'm the pinnacle of adventure. Uh, I've just been doing it my whole life, you know, and she just hasn't really had the opportunity. Excuse me. You are a smug regatta. <laughs> I want, I, I can't like anybody who talks about themselves that way him and then him framing it. Like she just hasn't had the opportunity to be. Zuh, zuh, zuh. I'm just like, you, you're so gross, Clint. I can't. Keisha does ask Clint, what's the intimacy level? He says zero, which wasn't a surprise, but actually finding out they kissed, I'm like, is that whatever? But she's like pressing him a little bit about it. And he's like, do you think like she keeps calling him out? Like, don't you think that a lot of this is being fueled by the fact that you're hurt, that your ego is bruised, that like after what she said about blah, blah, blah. And he will not. He will not like he literally he says, you know, that would be an easy scapegoat to say, but to say that I said that because she hurt me, but no, you know, and then they watch the the shitty convo. He finally acknowledges after watching it that it was not good. He does say some things that like, I mean, he says like there was a lot of editing chopping going on, which like isn't that hard for me to imagine. I felt like Dom and Eris kind of confirmed that. Yes. Yes. Like he says like we, it, this conversation started the day after the wedding and like he says that in the morning she woke up and said, here I am the day after my wedding with the opposite kind of person I asked for. Which and then like apparently that opened it up for him to say, oh, my God, me too. So I think he was under the impression that they were more on the same page with this because they kept talking really frankly about it with each other, which is interesting considering that last week Gina actually said something similar about why she didn't realize how bad her shit came off because she was like, we had both been agreeing about this for days. So I don't know, clearly something about the, like, I do think the body type of it all, they were acting like they were both okay with all of this. And then when it was suddenly was like for the group and it was vulnerable and embarrassing, I think it triggered a lot of things, even if they had already talked about this. Yeah. And, and just general to like pull back a little bit here. If you're and because we're going to get into some other couples here in a second, that more body type stuff comes up. Oh, right. It. <sighs> It is on you to be very specific about first uh, to be very specific about what you're okay with and not okay with when it comes to things like bald head or hair color. You know what? If you didn't want it, you should have said in your. They did though. You sh but you should have been adamantly clear. I'm not coming on the show unless blah 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 blah. Because then you wouldn't have gotten picked for the show, right? So yeah. part of this is agreeing and is agreeing to give this these people a shot and look past these superficial things. When it yeah. comes to bodies, I'm sorry. I don't know what people think that they're getting on this show. This is real people. Eris, yeah. 
Same same shit with him. Yeah. Like these are real people. I you're not getting you're not Go getting Megan the Stallion on this show. Yeah. Okay. You're not getting Channing Tatum's on this show. <laughs> so everyone just chill out here. Okay. Cause that's not what the world looks like. Right. And it just pisses me off that people have the audacity to bring this stuff up. You for, you haven't been able to, to figure out your relationship life. You came to this avenue to solve that. Yeah. So you're going to have to get over it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, he tries to defend, but like, he he eventually like shows a little remorse, but then he still goes back to like, I was just trying to say it wasn't what I typically blah, 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 blah. And then we have that awkward ginger offense conversation is how derogatory is it? I just, yeah, we already talked about it. So moving on to another couple that causes me major distress. And this week just confirmed it. Which one? Which Ares couple? and Jasmine. Oh, okay. That couple. There's a couple distressing yeah. couples. So... They're having like a weird conversation when they're getting massages. And I was like, this is stressful. Like both of our heads are facing down. I was thinking the, the donut pillows. exact same thing. There's also strangers rubbing our bodies. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about our relationship struggles. Like we're I don't. Talking in general. I have gotten two. Yeah, like, please don't. I've, we've gotten two couples massages together. Mm-hmm. And I have no, I love you, but I'm not talking to, talk you, to you. I don't no. want to talk to you. I don't want to sit That's back. That's not what it's about. Try, like, how can you have a conversation with a, uh, a foam donut around your face? <laughs> I know. I, I just, uh, that so, looks uncomfortable. I know. I mean, he brings up at this time, he didn't know that him not being in love was such a bomb. And he did say like, he doesn't. So I think that Jasmine has been kind of spinning since that convo mm -hmm. and probably keeps bringing it up. And keeps posing hypotheticals because they are valid hypotheticals. Like, the point is, if you've never been in love up until this point, now you're in a time crunch scenario with me. You don't even know how to... T we always have this issue. Like, we always, they always give us one of these. Like, why do you do this? You need to at least pick people that, like, know what love feels like so that they can, like, know what they're looking towards. You know what I mean? But he makes a clear like he's exhausted by the hypotheticals. He doesn't want to live there. And anyways, then all of a sudden she's like, OK, husband, it's my turn to rub you down. So she's like trying to transition this into like a cute one on one moment. Once again, more things being done for Eris. Right. He didn't do anything to deserve this. But he brings up she brings up while massaging him. She's like, I feel like this is the most we've touched up into this point. And he says, you know, it's just the nature of the situation. You know, we're going slow. It's normal. We don't know each other. And she's clearly alarmed because she's like, here he was putting me on the spot about sex positions last night. I shut him down because I'm not comfortable with that. And we're but like, but where, where are the actions that even line up with that as a request yeah. this early? And then, of course, we have, like, some of the group hang stuff. <laughs> I did think it was funny when Eris and Jasmine were, like, debriefing quickly after. He goes, Clint and Gina, like, low-key told each other they're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they kind of did low-key tell each other they're ugly. Um, and th But then, oh, my God, he's like, shout out to them. I mean, that's a level of maturity I don't think I'll ever get to. What are you talking about? You can see Jasmine's face just like perplexed. Like, how is that maturity? Please explain. 
And then... Okay, wait. I have something to say. Uh Uh-huh. Extremely rude that Eris doesn't even know Nicole's name. Oh, my God. I know. That was... Right. The girl. He's like, oh, that girl. Because he brings up. And I'm like, there's like fucking eight of you. Two of you are in... like. What are you talking about? You don't know the person's name. It's just, that's rude. That's so rude. Right, and so he goes, because Nicole had made her point in the group about how here she was thinking she would have been boning her husband by day two. And now that it's real, she's realizing, oh shit, I want to be like so protective of this and like go slow. So she had explained to the group that like she was surprised by that shift. So he brings that up. The girl who said she thought she'd throw her back, throw her back out night two, which I'm like, interesting choice to make to reference that you said that. And now she's changed her mind and he's kind of laughing, like making fun of her and like implying that it means something else. And Jasmine goes, well, how is that different than you? And he's like, oh, true. Yeah. You know, backs will get blown out when they're supposed to be blown out. Stop. The phrase. Oh, I didn't know it got said again. Oh, it Sheesh. did. It's like he needed to like turn it into like a life lesson phrase to like make it okay that he had ever talked about his future wife that way. But not cool. And also you're an idiot because you just said, you literally just made fun of someone for the very thing that you are doing. And you just told the group that it's because you've always done that in past relationships and you're just trying to do it right this time. And your wife is beautiful and you just want to like really do it correct. But then of course we find out a little later that it's not that at all. And that he's truly all of Jasmine's fears are valid because that's what it is. Uh, He, he ends up admitting in interviews and to the guys, he feels more friends with her, not romantic partner. The and whole thing, okay, his whole thing about assessing levels of physical attraction hmm. is so bizarre. In the guy time. With like the numbers? Yeah. He thinks. He thinks Jasmine. Looks at him as a 12 out of 10. Right. And like, whereas he looks at her as a four or a five. I know. And I'm like, what, what? are we saying here? Are we talking about. That's Level his perception. Of I don't attraction, know. Attraction, or are you ranking her? I don't know. It just, it, I think it was level of attraction. It just came out it so came out biz- bad. So bizarre. Oh, yeah, dude. She thinks I'm like so hot. Right. Like, like furthermore, then yourself. we get more into the physicalness, talking about his ideal butt and how Jasmine doesn't have an ideal butt. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but, you know, her butt's too small, but there's time. And I'm like, time for what? Time for her butt to get bigger? Right. What do you mean by that? Right. <laughs> I can't. And he does bring up when he's talking about, he doesn't view her romantically. And he says, like, he's so used to being hyper sexually focused. And, like, trying, I don't know. It just made me wonder, does this guy have a sex addiction? Mm. And he basically only knows how to view women through a hypersexualized lens and anything less than hypersexualized like i'm caught up in the moment and i'm doing you right now it's oh, i'm wondering if him trying to be a quote gentleman the fact that he's trying not to be hypersexual it's almost like he's taking it all off the table completely like if he can't hypersexual 
fixate on her from night one because he's trying to be a good boy. It's like the only other way he knows is the opposite extreme where there is no sexuality in this relationship. And now, of course, he's going, I think there's something wrong because I just don't view her that way, Mm -hmm. even though she's objectively beautiful. And I just feel like I think there's something more going on here that like you need to go seek help for because I don't think you know even like how to operate in the middle zone where we have friendship and sexuality and commitment all in the same thing. Like you're so, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. That's a great point. So I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think he needs help. Like he needs drastic help. that This show cannot give him to get over that. And it's again, so unfair that Jasmine has to be his effing guinea pig in all of this. And yeah, I mean, there's more of the same, like in the girls hang, Jasmine makes it clear that she's self-conscious that he's not trying to rip her clothes off here's the thing that's fucked up. It's like he made it clear in the beginning how sexual he was as a person. And then you basically withhold all of that from her. And it's like, she wasn't comfortable with the hypersexuality at all. But now I think she feels punished. Like, well, shit, maybe I should have indulged him with that stupid conversation at the table last night because you know, now it's making what her question herself. What is and he doing? That. What is he doing to build any sort of intimacy with her? I know. She's feeding him grapes. She's feeding him <laughs> dinner. She's rubbing his back. Yeah. Mr. like hypersexual physical everything. Like it, clearly this is what you're showing us is that this has always been a one-way street. And you just expect people to give, 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 and give to to you. But it's weird because I almost think like, I almost feel like the reason he thinks she thinks he's a 12 is because she's going above and beyond to be like, show him what she's capable as a wife. Mm -hmm. And he's like misinterpreting that as she's obsessed with me. And I'm like, excuse you. Like, don't flatter yourself, bro. Like, She's doing what, like, you should be, exactly what you're saying. You should be doing the same thing. And also, like, that might help you get in touch with what you could possibly feel for this person being selfless towards them. Yeah. I don't know. So there's a part of me that feels like, Jasmine, back up. Like, back up big right now. Because he thinks he has all the upper hand and that he holds all the cards. And that's bullshit. And, like, I almost feel like the more she gives right now, I don't think he's going to appreciate it in the right way. And he's going to view it like it's going to increase this like weird power dynamic thing. And so they have, after all of the girl guy hangs, they do talk and she does elaborate about how scared she is. She does fall in love easily. He clearly doesn't. And so then she of course is feeling like, okay, well maybe I need to pull everything back. And then he gets like, I feel like everybody just needs to pump the brakes I just think this is so awkward. Right after she was so vulnerable and opened up to you about her fears that are getting triggered right now and what where they're coming from. And all you have to say is you and everyone else need to pump the brakes. This is awkward. If this is you're too awkward. awkward for you, you're like, not going to have. Oh, my God. You're, you're not you going to find. Know? You're not going to find a partner. No. A, a, lo- a like long-term partner. And then he quickly is like, I mean, it's just time. The only reason it's awkward is because 
time. It'll get less awkward with time. <laughs> and then he tries at the end to round it out, saying there's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, you might hate me next week. Let's just chill. And she's like, that was really nice of you to I'm really glad you said that, honestly. I'm like, Jasmine, don't give him flowers for that. Like, yeah. come on, bear man here. So I'm really disappointed. I mean, I've been concerned. It just like confirms all of our instincts from day one. And this is just distressing that we have to watch this all play out now. Okay, who are we talking about next? Let's do Dom and Mac. Okay. Oh. Okay, so Dominique and McKinley, he can't stop t- stop telling dumb jokes, and like she's getting tired. And what her her first like interview moment that's like just about them. She's like, I'm not a 24-7 shit-talking kind of girl. I say what I mean and mean what I say. And, like, it's interesting because I do think there's some of this where, like, she might not have a very good sense of humor either because she can't take much of any joke. But I think she's to the point, like, she doesn't get him yet. And he's telling stupid jokes about everything to the point where, like, she doesn't know what's real or what's not. So, like, he did his whole morning spiel about horses, and now he's a pro horseback rider. And it's like she knows that he's telling some joke, but she kind of thinks that, like, the baseline must be true. He's like, oh, yeah, love horses. Love to ride a horse. Can blah, blah, blah been with ho- horses anywhere. Been riding horseback for years. Oh, and it just keeps going. Get them to do a little trot and dance around you. Yeah. Like, what? the hell are you talking about? And she does, about? like, she, you know, we get the same thing, whether she's calling your mom or talking to the, to, um, camera or the girls, that she is concerned about his lack of adventurousness and, like, that he's made it clear if it wasn't for Dom, he'd just be sitting on the beach the whole time and, and then they are taking selfies and she's, like, he says, she rated me a four and she was, like, okay, well, what did I rate you a four for? And he was, like, telling like complaining and she was like yeah you get a four for your attitude (laughs) and she can be a little harsh when she's irritated with him she gets very like don't make excuses just do better and like another time she's like i want results i'm like calm yeah i'm like what what arena are we talking about right you're not a coach of a sports team i don't want excuses i want results right results (laughs) for for what what are you talking about like that doesn't make sense in this context yeah, they're just, they're still a little awk and like they have the group hang and Dom, like they talk about how, oh, oh, oh. So like he says it was a good day besides me being there about like, I think of the horse stuff. Oh, okay. We have to talk about this. We're good. Okay. So we get the jokes about all of these things. Turns out this guy has never been on a horse before. <laughs> I know. Like what the fuck? So weird. So weird. Which she immediately receives like as lie. Like because it like, is lying lied. the way that he was talking right, about it. it. Was there's weird. no way about and there's no other way around it. Yeah. He's never been on a horse. He's bitching and complaining during this whole thing. And then his excuse for it. I mean, it kind of looked a little like it did look like they went in like just a circle or whatever, but they're horseback riding in water. Everyone's got a back brace on or something. I don't know, or is that a floaty a life <laughs> jacket like a life of sort? Okay. So he gets off this thing and he's whinging about the horse and how it's not adventurous enough. I'm like, you want more adventure? You were losing your shit when you were on a catamaran. While you were on it, you were whining the whole time before you got shot on, which you know what? It sucks that 
horse shit got on you. I was dying at Dominique maniacally laughing at him getting shit on because she was so over him at that point that she thought it was hilarious and he was pissed that she was laughing and then yeah he twisted like as if that was even adventurous that wasn't even an adventure like I don't get what the hype is it's like shut up you You were losing your mind on a catamaran the other day yeah yeah let's Um, just pump the brakes on what adventure is i know so then yeah i mean that's these are the themes like the themes of everything this week for them was like his sense of humor is exhausting to her it never stops she doesn't know him well enough to understand what's a joke and what isn't and he's not very funny and I do think like her patience is getting pressed. So, I mean, she talks about it in the girls hang. She doesn't think it's cute. It's not attractive. Yeah. And, but I will say my heart softened a little bit for Mac in okay. like the second part of everything, because I felt like the way he explained it to the guys was actually coming from like a humble place. And he was saying like, I guess I'm just trying to let her know, like, I am overwhelmed. I am an introvert. Like, one of these activities a day is a lot for me. And I'm trying to, like, use humor around it. But, like, those things combined, like, are not working for her. She doesn't know me well enough. And I need to work on it. And that's when, like, Clint gets all crazy. And he's like, no, dude, no. And Mac is like, no, I hear you, but I'm actually here to compromise. So that's what I'm going to do. And then, like, they'd have their debrief hang where I barfed when they carved their initials into bamboo because they knew that, like, this relationship is on a ticking time bomb. But he did apologize for taking his joking too far. And I felt like he said all the right things and that, like, he's trying not to complain and he doesn't always perceive it as complaining. He thinks he's, he's like, I guess I'm I'm coming from a place of, like, Wanting you to know I would never normally do this, but because I'm with you, I'm doing it because I'm into you. I still get why it's annoying for her, but I'm just saying it, it like gave me a little more perspective for him. And she just wasn't that impressed. She was like over it at that point. So she just was like, uh-huh. Well, I want results. She's basically like, sure, thanks. But like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Are the results just not making bad jokes? Is that what she's referring to? And not complaining. I almost feel like the complaining's bigger because she's like, what she's, she's panicking inside that she married a little bitch. Well, I, it's interesting that you have this take about softening towards him. Oh, what do you think? You just, no, I guess. I'm not saying I like him. No, no, no. That's, I mean, I think what she said is fair. A couple of things. I don't think that he he's been using this introverted line a lot. Yeah, and it's I don't overwrought. I don't think that being an introvert means that you can have. It doesn't mean give you an excuse to have a bad attitude or complain sure. a lot. I agree. Then I think it's there's just a couple funny things. Also, he, in the guy talk, he says, "I think being stupid is funny." That's not funny. And my favorite line from him was the, it clearly doesn't work as well as I think it works (laughs) about his comedy. (laughs) And I'm like, you think I, I, but I was like, okay, he's seen the light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, 
thank goodness he's seeing the light because I, uh, we, we have to adjust. still kissing, kissing Clint in a video clip somewhere down the road. So yeah. like these two are not making, going the distance. It's not but, great. Oh, I like them both for some reasons and can't stand them both for some reasons. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Kirsten and Shaq there. This was interesting. I mean, they do their dance lesson and they have the best time. She is clearly very attracted to Shaquille's abilities. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I felt like I was watching like dance videos on TikTok. It was very fun. So that's cool. I felt like there was bonding there and like some sexual energy because they're like moving their hips and like they both think that they're attractive and they're like that they're do you know, like dancing is like a different. Yeah, I, think she yeah, thought I was, it was like, oh, we are in a really good place right now. Yeah. So then we go to the group hang. Kirsten does tell the group that she told him she wasn't expecting a bald head. She does it in her way. I mean, she does it in her way where she like uses a nice cheery voice when she says it. And she's very quick to go. It'll grow and it's growing. But I still thought Shaquille had to be a little bummed that that was needed to come up at all. Yeah. I feel like she totally bandwagons with this whole joking thing. Oh, she she, she bandwagons is off, on Dom and Mac. She is off the map. Yes. In the rest of this episode. Yeah. I was like, what is happening I know. here? I felt I, like she got drunk and just started being like, you know what? Me too. That's yeah, it's 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 annoyed me too. And now all of a sudden we have a new problem, which is, you know, sometimes you just joke too much. And then we do a flash from the one time she remembers. Well, you know, breakfast when we okay. first got here. This is it's so wrong. It's so it's backwards. So wrong. She, yeah. So First of all, I think it's hilarious that he's just like spilling the beans on Guy Talk. Yeah. He's given her all the tea. I and he's trying to call her out about like you don't like my looks and now you don't like my sense of humor. And then she's like, "Well, you know, there's a time and a place for everything." And she goes, "Like the breakfast when we got here." And yeah. then we get that flashback to the breakfast and I'm like, "Are we not allowed to joke at breakfast time?" What, what are we? I know. I, no, she so... was in a mood. She didn't like it because he was like low key making fun of her. But it was it was such a minor funny thing. He was making fun of how she was like dragging the suitcase through the whatever. She made a great point of like, well, you should have been helping me because that's true. But that was so silly and cute and funny. And like bottom line, Kirsten, I think she didn't like that he did that on camera. And that's what she means. She's like, you made me look bad on camera because you made fun of me. So that was too far. Kristen is now Kirsten. Gonna, sorry, Kirsten is now going to be known as NFK, in my opinion. What's that? No fun, Kirsten. <laughs> it doesn't look like she's. I mean, we got the dance, but other than that, it doesn't look like she's ever having fun, like yeah. enjoying herself. Yeah. And I feel so bad for Shaq in this situation. Yeah. I truly feel like he can't win he because can't. then she goes back and says, "Oh." Just just be you, honey. And he goes, I know. you don't like that. You don't like you when I'm me. You just said you don't like that. Yeah. And, and I just, I'm like, she's impossible. She's giving impossible. Yeah, she's setting, he has no way to win. It, it's like, I felt like, you know that that gif of Jon Snow where he like unsheaths his sword and there's just a cavalry coming at him? <laughs> I just feel like it's an uphill battle for, for, for Shaq. 
I just, I feel so, I, I'm just annoyed. Like, I don't know what, yeah. he's really trying to have fun. He's really he's trying still, to do stuff and she's she just got coming, stink face on. She is coming up with every excuse she can because the attraction thing, I'm convinced. Like, even like Shaquille tells the group, he's like, every time I speak, she thinks that I'm giving a speech. So I'm like really trying to work on that. She thinks I'm not being real and like I'm working on it. But like, I think some of it's just like how I talk and, you know, and then he goes, meanwhile, she's not vulnerable at all. So like, I think that's a really important side of this. She's asking so much from him and she keeps moving the goalpost. And I really loved his energy once they were all, uh, well, for most reasons, when they were at the bridge post girls and boys hang and this all happened, I felt like he had the fuckets at that point. He had drank a little bit. He mm -hmm. had gotten some validation from his boyfriends. And he was like, I'm not dancing around you anymore. He's like, I just liked he had a little bit of like, oh, really? So now there's another issue? Okay. Okay. So the way that I joke isn't good. Okay. Well, that's like, he's like, what do you like about me? Yeah. Do you think you could think about that? He's like, you don't think I'm cute? Like you said, you don't like my sense of humor. She just, no, be yourself. Like, I just felt like Kirsten's drunk right now. And she is just making, like, pulling shit out of her ass right now because she really doesn't want to be wrong on camera. Yeah. And then we end good somehow. And he, like, in the end is like, she, I do think, like, she explained it in a way by the end that made sense and is, like, a normal couple's conversation. She was like, I'm just saying like it's context. There's sometimes that I just want you to be more serious and take things more seriously. But like the unspoken thing there is like, Kirsten, how seriously are you taking this? Have you opened up a lot? Have you yeah. given him real chances? Like, so then, I, yeah, I can't figure her out because I personally like, there's a lot of things about her personality that I really like and get a kick out of. And I just... I don't want her to turn out to just be total bitch princessa that I feel like a lot of people think she is, but she kind of well, bummed me out and Shaq deserves better. So I don't know. I just get confused and I can't tell like, are you just like doing this for camera? Like I want him back on after party again. Cause I want him to be like, okay, at this time she was still only being nice to me when, the, or like only having serious talks or caring about our relationship when the camera was there, when it wasn't, she want like, that's what throws me with even her seemingly like sweet moments or the moments that it seems like this relationship really matters to her. Then I have something come in that goes, well, what if she's making it all up right now? You know? Yeah. I just, I just want like, this is, a, this is our honeymoons here. Can we like have, have a, a little bit more fun, best in each you other. know, like, it's like, oh, we can only have fun for an hour when we're dancing, you know? And that just was like an opportunity to, that debrief time was an opportunity to come out of guys and girls time and be like, so what do you think about this? You know, like, and and it was, it seemed more like she- She glommed on to someone else's problems and- and and like and, and put them on, yeah, put them oh, on to this relationship. You know what? We're missing a crucial thing here. And I- I need to say this. Okay. I think she turned on him once he defended Clint. Oh, that because was that a weird was thing. The one yeah. Thing that Shaquille has done in six weeks. 
that has disappointed me. Yeah. It's that he defended Clint. And I thought that that was bizarre. And that pissed her off. And she could not let it go. And then I, I do feel like that sort of set her up to go. Hmm. Well, you know what? There's some other things. And there's something else now that I think about it. So I, I just, I had to say that. We no, don't even yeah. need to get into it. But I was just like, really, Shaquille? Yeah, Come no, I didn't, I didn't agree with that also. But it's like, if that's your issue, talk about that issue. Get into more of why you're upset with him for talking about Clint. Right. Don't bring other things in the relationship, such as you're not funny and you joke around too much. Right. You know, like, because that... That is more long lasting than so not the same situation as Dominique and Mac. No, she enjoys his sense of humor most of the time. He's not weird and like like he, he actually can joke like a real person. Okay. Lastly, Nicole and Chris, who we always save for last because they are sweet, they are doing great, and they have the least drama. I did think it was really funny. Like it's just funny because they're so obsessed with each other. When either one of them does express, so he expressed in the guy's hang that everything is amazing. She holds his hand more than he would like, and <laughs> he finds his palms much sweatier than he would like, but that's okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Chris. That was like his big reveal. Uh, they are nervous about moving in together because they've both never lived with a partner. Understandable. They're just like doing everything right. He thinks it's important to wait on sex, but he doesn't want her to not feel wanted, which he verbalized in its entirety. I just think that this whole conversation that they have in the hammock about sex Mm -hmm. is like the healthiest conversation we've watched a couple have about sex in a long time. It was just, it was honest. They took care of each other in it. No one was afraid of anything that the other one said. And there was true self-awareness about past relationships. Right, right. So, like, he's basically had a couple relationships that were the opposite extreme of each other. So, one that was a year and a half where he only had sex three times, which is very bizarre. um, And obviously was really hurtful and confusing to him. And then the one after, he says, like, they use sex for everything to mask all their problems. And, like, it was tumultuous. And she has similar experience in her past. She actually, in like, okay, this, she even gives him, she poses a really awesome ask, which I was really impressed that she had the wherewithal to know she would need this. She goes, you know, what's really important for me is that when we do eventually have sex, I need you to vocalize that you not only loved having sex, but you loved having sex with me because I have felt used a lot in the past Mm. after sex And I felt like a placeholder and like I could have been anyone. And so I really need you to just verbalize that it's as much about me as it is about the sex. I was just like, this is all so mature. Yeah. Like that usually wouldn't come until, you know, some like emotionally triggering events of like maybe having sex a few times. Exactly. Feeling a certain way. And then you finally say it and it's emotional. And I'm just, just really impressed. Um, I love SMP. Oh. I want to use this for the rest of my life. Slow moving people, SMPs. That's Nicole's big pet peeve in life. I have. I feel like that is our, one of our biggest pet oh, peeves. Oh, I 
hate <laughs> slow moving people and all say SMP. It like SMP. It. it doesn't feel okay. as mean. I am anti SMPs. <laughs> all right. And all I can say is if anyone's out there with the same pet peeve and is listening, you need to turn it into a game. Okay, that's the only way I survive in my life with slow moving people <laughs> is by as it happened in high school all the time. I'm trying to get to class. Oh, I'm a master I'm, weaver. I'm walking. Exactly. I would pretend that I was like a running back <laughs> and I would like you have to turn your whole experience into a game. So I'd be looking ahead. If there were SMPs in front of me, I'd be like thinking, OK, this is the offensive line. They're blocking for me. I see a gap on the left. Oh, I'm going to take that gap. You got to start looking two, three moves ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the only way to survive the SMPs is you have to just completely alter your mindset. Yeah. So you don't blow a gasket on someone. <laughs> that's so true. Um, yeah. And it's like their biggest issues are going to be like. He hates a dish in the sink, but he only does his laundry once a month. Like, gross, Chris. Like, let's do it more. But she does it twice a week, so we'll fix this. And I did think it was cute that he was worried that she would think he was like a sloth because he comes home, walks his dog, and then hangs out on the couch at night with TV. And she's like, that is literally my life, and I cannot wait to do that together. Well, And I love it, too, because it's like that. It's so funny with all this talk of... You know, you got Mac over here talking about adventure. You got Clint talking about adventure. And it's like, let's. And this is like more day to day. This is what happens. This is day to day life. We are not sailing. This is going to actually be your life. Every every weekday night. We are not going out and sailing. Or, you know, so it's like, it's cute and cool that, like, I was happy that he was able to be honest about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, they're just, I'm like, they're going to say love in like the next few days. Except, okay. She asks him. Yeah, she asked him again in the preview. I'm like, uh, Nicole. We're like, next week, we're going to have honeymoons finish up and then we're going to get the move ins. And oh, I will say, Chris and Nicole, we found it's just weird when like the r- real life like hits the maths bubble because you kind of don't think about it. But then you're like, oh, yeah, they're like, going to work every day. Like yeah. her and Chris are talking about how they have like both have the most stressful work weeks ever next week when they're also moving in. I'm like, this is a really practical, serious concern. Like yeah. I would be so stressed. Like, now, oh my God, I have a huge work week and we're moving in and like, ah, with three dogs. Oh my God. This is the sweet spot of the math season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is, because uh, because also my favorite other than honeymoons, is the we get to see each other's living quarters. Yes. And yes. Whoo, there will be notes. That's telling. It's very so. telling. Something tells me Chris's apartment might be gross. Only time will tell. Like, did he do his laundry at least before he got married? I don't know. It's always like room raiders or yeah. something. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, down the line, we got our um, homecoming parties and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or housewarming, housewarming parties. We have much fun to come. Okay, are you ready to hit us with your rankings? I am. Okay, Okay. coming in at number five, I have Gina and Clint. Um, Number four. Rightfully so. Oh, maybe I'm changing. I have Dom and Mac at four. Okay. I did this while. You just almost changed I know, because I did this while we were doing the show, and so I was like, no, I'm just going to keep it like this. Number three, Jasmine and Eris. Number two, I have Kirsten and Shaq. 
And number one, I have Nicole and Chris. What do we think? So Mac and Dom are four. Mac and Dom are four. Yeah, like it's a it's like a wash between three and four right now. I it feel is. Like. It's hard to, to to separate. Okay, I accept. <laughs> it has been approved. <laughs> okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you have amazing weekends. And I'm excited for next week where we get to finally get into real life with these peeps. Uh, share us with your friends. Subscribe. Write a review. Find our Buy Me a Coffee. All that jazz. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.